0: kind of turn to the world for happiness when this world only gives us sadness
1: Hey, this is Taylor and welcome back to Elevate Retake. We want you to experience faith as the continual everyday process of learning more about the Bible, ourselves, and God. And we believe that this podcast will be just what you need to come to a closer relationship with God. As you've probably already noticed, this episode is a little bit different from normal. We have Kyle Barrow on the podcast this week. He is a theology student at Southwestern Adventist University, right across the street from Elevate and he will be sharing his story. The title of this episode is Pursue Christ. Your engaged question is what are you pursuing at your highest level? The key passage we'll be looking at is found in Jeremiah 29, verse 13 through 14, which reads, "'If you look for me wholeheartedly, you will find me. "'I will be found by you,' says the Lord." The key theme for this episode is a look at what it takes to pursue Jesus with all of your heart.
0: I'm thankful to be here with you guys. My name is Kyle Vera. For those who don't know, I'm a theology major here at Southwestern Adventist University. Uh, we've been having a week of prayer this week, and we've had different speakers from our biblical preaching class taught by Pastor Swoops. And we've been, our theme has been Pursue. And I'm going to close out today with a message. Um, let's go ahead and pray, actually, before we start. The Holy Father, we thank you for this day you've given us that we haven't seen before. We thank you so much for bringing us here. And I pray, Lord, that as we talk about pursuing you, uh, that we keep an open mind and an open heart and that you speak to us. And I pray that the words that are spoken today are not my words, but your words. Thank you for all that you've done and you do for us, Lord. In your name we do pray, amen. Turn with me to Romans chapter 12, verse 2. and let's read that together. Romans chapter 12, verse 2, and says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So when I think of the theme pursue, I think of giving my all. I think of a goal that I set and going after it and getting it, right? Putting everything else aside and pursuing that one goal. The example I want to give today is of a lion, right? I watched a documentary about two or three years back, and it was talking about how a lion pursues after its prey. And when a lion goes after its prey, it sets its goal on that prey, right? Or let's say it's a deer. And no matter what's in its way, it goes after it. No matter how many times it falls over or it trips up, it still goes after that deer. And we can learn a lesson just in that. And now when we set our goal and we go after what we need to go after, uh, putting everything else aside, and that no matter what life throws at us, we got to get back up and keep going. But that's not the part I want us to focus on today. There was a part of the documentary where this deer was going as fast as it could, and it was going a lot faster than um, the, usual, the other deers were going. And this lion decided to go off the path and go after this deer. So this deer goes as fast as it can towards its cliff. And as the lion is chasing this deer and it's getting close to the cliff, I'm like, okay, this deer is about to fall over and die. But this deer gets to the cliff and it makes a sharp turn to the right. And the lion gets close it ends up going off the cliff. But there was nothing wrong with how the lion was pursuing, right? The lion was going after it in the way that it should, right? It was giving all it had, pursuing, Moving everything out the way, no matter how many times it knocked over, it got right back up. But the problem was its goal. That was the problem. And that lion was myself. I went off in pursuit of the wrong thing. I went off in pursuit of this world and not Christ. I was trying to handle my stress and different worldly things that were going on in my life by turning to the world and not to God. You see, I had grown up uh, with great parents. I really, I couldn't have asked for better parents or grandparents, they both had, had taught me how to have a relationship with God, and, but they never forced it on me, but they always showed me how to have a good relationship with him. And in doing so, I did that for a while growing up, but as I got older, I was tired of getting looked at in a different way. I was tired of people looking at me and being like, why is he so different? But even though there was nothing wrong with that, I had a problem with it. So I started, turning to, I started listening to music that I know I shouldn't have, music that was, that was full of profanity, music that was full of uh, taking the Lord's name in vain. I was listening to music that was uh, talking about violence, and drugs, and drinking. And if people tell you that music does not have an effect on you, they're lying to you. They are absolutely lying to you. Because music did affect me. It did. I had a job and I was, I was pursuing getting money, but I wasn't pursuing to get money in order to help pay for bills or help uh, my family out. I just was working all this time. I was getting like three hours of sleep just so I could have money for greed. It wasn't for the right reason. I was working out multiple times a day. I was trying to get fit and in shape, but I wasn't doing it because my body was the temple of God. I was doing it so people could look at me and be say, hey, look at him. I was doing it for likes on Instagram. I wasn't giving my, my thoughts and my passions over to him, my anger, my frustration, my sadness. I wasn't giving it all over to Christ. I was using it for myself. I was giving into every passion that I had, even my lustful passions. And I became a slave to pornography. I'm being real with you guys. And I sat here and I tried to justify it and be like, oh, God, I'm stressed, you know, I need to, I need to use this as an outlet. How, you see how much sense that makes? I'm trying to turn to the world for happiness when this world only gives us sadness. I may not have been cursing out loud, and I may not have been using profanity out loud, but in my head I was cussing up a storm and that's just as bad. And we say, oh, only God can judge us. But honestly, that just scares us because God knows our thoughts and our intentions and our actions. See, so God, if we don't give all these things over to God, Satan will use that for his own benefit. He can take any good thing and use it for himself. You see, some of the things I mentioned like music, music is not bad in and of itself. As you saw this morning, this music was amazing, right? There's nothing wrong with music in and of itself, but when you use music to not uplift you and you listen to music that is, that, that's affecting you in a negative way, that's when it becomes a problem. There's nothing wrong with having a job. like Everyone should have a job, but if we're working our tails off just for greed and for money and not for a, a, a positive uh, use, that's when it becomes a problem, and that's where I was. There's nothing wrong with working out. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. God wants us to stay healthy and in shape. But I was using that, like I said, just for likes on Instagram, just so people could look at me and be like, hey, look at him. You see what happens when we take something and we use it for ourselves, and we don't give it to God? Satan will use it, even if it's a good thing for his own good. There's nothing wrong with having thoughts. There's nothing wrong with having passions, but we don't give it to Christ. As I said, Satan's going to use it. I felt just like Saul did. If you turn with me to Acts chapter 8, verse 3. We're going to read that real quick. Acts chapter 8, verse 3. We see the story of Paul. Well, actually Saul, before he became Paul. Uh, Acts chapter 8, verse 3, it tells us, as for Saul, he made havoc of the church, entering every house and dragging off men and women, committing them to a prison. You see, Saul was very passionate about what he was doing. He was working in the temple, and he was going after all these Christians because he realized, oh, these Christians, they're blaspheming God's name. I need to go kill all of them. I need to go put them in jail. And he thought he was doing what was right. He was pursuing, but it was the wrong goal. And if you turn with me to Acts chapter 9, verse 3, we see he didn't stay that way. Uh, Turn with me to Acts chapter 9, verse 3 through 5, which says, As he journeyed, he came near Damascus, and suddenly a light shone around him from heaven. And then he fell to the ground and heard a voice saying to him, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? And he said, who are you, Lord? Then the Lord said, I am Jesus, whom you are persecuting. It is hard for you to kick against the goats. And if you go down quickly to verse 9, it says, "And and he was three days without sight, and neither ate nor drank. You see, Saul thought he was going on the right path. He thought he was going on the right goal. And God had to stop him, and he had to take something away from him and be like, hey, you got the wrong goal. And you see, we get upset often when God th- God takes things away from us, but a lot of times God takes things away from us so that we can see him. And I relate to this story in such a powerful way because as I was going on this journey of pursuing the world and wanting to be liked by the world, um, God had to take a lot from me and put me in a room by myself. You see, I'm an extrovert. You know me. I love talking to people. I love meeting new people. And I had to be in a room quarantined for about two to three weeks, I think it was. And it was horrible. Could not like, I did not like it at all because I love being around people. And I was like, I'm in this room by myself. I'm going to lose my mind. And I didn't want to turn to God at all. I kept trying to do every other thing but talk to him. And it was like I was just sitting there patiently waiting and waiting and waiting Finally, I decided, you know what, let me give some time to God while I'm in this room. You know, I'm gonna, I decided, you know, i me pray every hour for something in general. Like, I don't care what it is, let's just do that. And I remember, and that's when God started to speak to me. He spoke to me through my brother. He spoke to me through my dad and one of my best friends back home, Ethan. And I realized I had been chasing after the world and I remember, I think it was Ethan who had told me, he was like, bro, you're not, you're not who you used to be. You're, you're changing. And I didn't want to listen to him. I was like, changing? What do you mean? He's like, bro, this isn't who you used to be. You're changing for the world. I'm like, nah. But the more I sat there, I talked to my brother Keith, and I talked to my dad. I started thinking. I was like, man, maybe I am. And I felt God tell me, why do you keep trying to please this world so much? When this is not your home. And when I realized that, I sat down in tears and just cried. And to this day, I've never cried that long. Before I cried for like two to three hours, I was just in tears realizing how far I had gotten. And it makes me emotional talking about it now because I hate the person that I was. I hate that I was pursuing the world. This world has nothing to offer us. Like, how does that make sense? Like, this world gives us so much sorrow and sadness and we try to turn to the world for healing but when we can just turn to the one who came to save it and just like Saul did when he was in his in that room and he didn't eat or drink I wasn't eating or drinking I was so I was so sad and I was sick and I was like you've got to be kidding me I've gone this far off God's not going to accept me anymore I shouldn't even do theology anymore I really wanted to transfer majors because I didn't I didn't think I was worthy enough I was like, God's not with me anymore. But if you turn with me to Matthew chapter 28, verse 20, God put this verse on my mind. I'm so encouraged that, by the way, when when you're going through different hardships in life, God puts the right verse or the right song in your head. And he put this verse on my heart when I was going through this. Matthew 28, verse 20 says, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. God didn't say most of the time. He didn't say sometime. He said always. And And when he put that verse on my heart, I felt at peace. And often when Jesus healed people in the Bible, he said to them, your sins are forgiven. Go in peace and sin no more. And he put that on my heart and the peace that I felt after hearing that was amazing. And I thought it was gonna be like a mountaintop experience like I was talking with a friend last night. And I thought it was gonna be a mountaintop experience where I felt great right then and there and I felt peace but I was like, you know, it's just gonna go away but it stayed and it still is there. And I'm so thankful for it. And I'm so passionate about this because I want you all to experience the same thing I did because I found God in that room, because I stopped trying to pursue the world. And I said, I want to pursue Christ. I'm gonna ask Justin to come up as I'm closing out. And what I want you all to think about this morning, what are you pursuing? Truly think, what are you pursuing? Are you pursuing to be light? Are you pursuing to to, to be liked by this world? Are you pursuing a relationship with this guy or girl? Are you pursuing just to be happy make everyone else around you happy or are you pursuing God and what he wants in your life and if you are pursuing God my question to you all is are you giving him everything our scripture reading said when you seek me and search for me with all your heart not half not some all your heart that's all God asks is all of our hearts us Christians love to be all talk. We got to stop being all talk and actually take the step and do it today. This world's coming to an end soon. Jesus is coming. It's time for us to change right now. Don't be like me where I kept waiting and putting it off. Well, oh, I'm going to change. I'm going to give God my all later. Do it now. Really look at yourself and say, am I giving 100%? Because I thought I was giving 100% when it was really just most of my heart, but God didn't ask for most of my heart. Are you giving him your passions? Are you giving him the clothes you wear? Are you giving him your thoughts? Are you giving him your anxiety? Are you giving him your plans, your struggles, your passions, your emotions, your relationships? Are you removing what you remove out of your life so you can give 100%? I want you to be real with yourself today. I'm not here to tell you what you should or shouldn't give up. I'm not here to tell you what's right or wrong. I'm here to tell you to be real with yourself and real with God and see what you need to remove because your life is different from mine. I can't tell you what to remove. Your struggle may not be my struggle. You may need to remove social media. You might need to remove certain people that you hang out with. But you got to be real with yourself. And I'm not saying, getting up here and saying I'm perfect. I still have my struggles. But I'm telling you, the God that I found, the peace that I found in him when I was real with myself and I allowed God to speak to me, my life changed and I haven't been the same since. And I want you to experience that same God today. If your desire today is to, is to put everything off that's not helping you make give 100% to God, you're know, like, God, I'm tired of this world. I am. I'm sick of it. I'm ready to give everything over to you. I want to remove the things on my life that's not helping me get to where I need to get to. I want you to stand with me. I don't want you to stand just because the people around you are standing, your friends, the person behind you. I want you to stand because it's for you, because you realize you need to change for God, that you need to change to become a better person. At the end of the day, someone's going to use you. And it's either going to be God or it's Satan. Choose which one today. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for this day you've given us, Lord. We thank you for dying on the cross for us and saving us from our sins. Thank you so much for showing us the way that we should go. And I pray, Lord, that we give 100% to you, Lord, and we stop trying to go after this world because all this world brings is heartache and pain. And I pray, though, Lord, that we would open our hearts up and our ears up to listen to what you want to tell us today, Lord. Help us to change today and stop being all talk and make that step to change right now. I pray, Lord, that as you change our hearts, you change our ways, that we're a test, a living testimony to other people. So when they see us, they see you, Lord. We thank you for dying on the cross for us and saving us from our sins, Lord. And I pray that. We are real with ourselves and you make a change in our lives so that we can be better people for today. And that you make a revival on this campus. So when people come on this campus, they say something happened. We thank you for this week of prayer and everyone that gave messages this week. And I pray that it won't be a one-time thing, Lord, that we would keep it in our long-term memory and that we would make a change. Thank you for loving us even though we don't deserve it, Lord. In your name I do pray, amen. You may receive it,
1: It's as simple as one word, pursue. All God asks is that we follow him, not our friends, family, or worldly standards, but him. Have you ever asked yourself if you might be pursuing the wrong goal? This is quite a humbling thought. You know, personally, I am a people pleaser. I tend to base what I do off of what will make other people happy. Yet that quite isn't the right goal. I love how Kyle said, don't try to please the world because this is not your home. Getting caught up in worldly possessions, music, social media, it's all normal. But how sad that these things are what make up our definition of worth, in the world. Instead, think of how we can pursue God, for he alone knows our every thought and intention. Remember, as found in Matthew 28 verse 20, God says, I am with you always. I encourage you today to open your hearts and minds to God. Live your life for God now, not tomorrow or next month, but now. I pray that God would speak to you, that you may feel his presence and follow his word. So I ask you again, what are you pursuing? Hey everyone, Michael here. Real quick, before you go, we want to hear from you. Maybe there's an episode that's transformed your life or caused you to think differently. We want to hear about it. Simply click the link in the description, record a voice message, and let us know your thoughts. I can't wait to tell you about some things that we're working on behind the scenes with this podcast that will feature your voice, but we need your voice to do it. So click the link in the description, let us know your thoughts, and you just might be on the next episode of Elevate Retake. Thank you for listening. Elevate Retake is recorded weekly at Elevate, a community fellowship of Keene Church. Our audio is captured by Blake Snyder. Sound design and editing are done by Shane Miosi and Inspire Productions. Executive producers are Michael Gibson and Jonathan Coker. Our host is Taylor Weaver. Our team includes Evelyn Alanis, Candace McCormick, Simu Loga, Alicia Galvan, Emily Weaver, Zandria Andrade, Megan Metzner, and AJ Adams. Special thanks to 88.3 KJRN and the Keen Church Media Team. You can find Elevate on Instagram at thisiselevateTX. For more about Elevate Community Fellowship, visit thisiselevate.org. Currently, our services are live streamed every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. Central Time at thisiselevate.org forward slash live. We'd love to have you join us. There's always room for one more.